Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's just skip the intros because <laughs> like this is we we're like re-recording. We had a we had a problem on the on the on the first take, but it was only like a minute in, so we're re-recording. So in in summary, my week was good. Mike's week was good. Let's get into basketball. <laughs> uh so the first topic, uh, All-Star voting ends this weekend. Yep. So if you want to get your votes in, if you want to give your players some love, if you want to make sure that uh, Anthony Edwards isn't, like, pouting too much, like, this is the last week. Who is somebody you're heavy campaigning for? Uh, Jalen Brown. Who's somebody not on your team that you're heavy campaigning for? Who's up there? Uh... They don't have to be on there. That's the whole point. Is like, who do you want to be an all-star, per se? It could be that you want them to be a starter. It could be that you want them to just be an all-star. But, like, who's on your radar that you think should make it? Honestly, like, I made a joke about Anthony Edwards, but the fact that he's not on the list is kind of sad. Like, yeah, I think with the Timberwolves, like their woes and like him not being able to like do as much because of his the spacing and stuff, like he wasn't able to take that big jump that everyone was expecting, kind of. Yeah, but you're gonna tell me Austin Reeves deserves to be on that list? No, of course, like... nobody would ever say that. But I'm just saying, as far as like who you think would be, because that list doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like a lot of them aren't gonna be all stars, you know. As far as, yeah, like, the, no. the, like, throwaways, of course. But, like, who would you be thinking, like, maybe not, maybe would not make the All-Star game that you'd want to make it? Or just that, like, you think would be a bench player that you'd want to be, like, a starter? Like, I'm personally rooting for, like, DeMontis Sabonis to be a starter. I think he deserves that. I mean, it's just uh... Where is where is he on this list? I don't know. Is but would they count him as a center? Like, how does that is is the All Star game just the five highest votes, or is it like counted by well, position? No, you 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 got you got your two two people at the guards and three people at front court. Okay, so just front court, back court, cool. Because I wasn't sure if it was yeah. Because you know how all NBA's like forwards and center by position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they did they did the center thing because that's just not. I mean, I guess now you could kind of, eh, not really, but like, it used to be like you you couldn't name a center that really deserved it. You you were kind of just like running out of space. Now That's you can kind of do it, but like, no, because it's like um, there's only there's usually only like a few people who only play center in the league. Yeah. So like, if you had to name like um, say you had to name three centers in each in each conference, it's like. It's a little bit difficult. Like, I don't think it'd be a matter center. of like only playing center, but like playing majority center minutes or whatever. Like a consensus, you would categorize yeah. them as a center rather than like a forward. Mm-hmm. Like a lot like, of even now, players that have that that struggle. Like Tatum sometimes gets list gets votes as a guard, but he's also playing like power like a forward. So like you know, it it's it's difficult, especially yeah. with positionless play. Pascal Siakam has been like listed as 
a, a center for the past two years, but in reality, he's more like a power forward, and we just don't have any big bodies or big big bodies. No, no. The is- the issue is you all have like six nine to six eleven dudes with like seven feet wingspan. We don't have anybody over six ten. We have oh, we have a bunch of like six seven to six nine dudes, and then Fred. Fred and Gary. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, basically. Oh, you're right. Sabonis should be on this list. Like his team's actually doing well. The fact that he's not on here. At first, I'm like, am I just not reading his name correctly? But I'm like, I'm reading this over and over again, and he's not on on the fan return list. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's insulting. Because you're gonna yep. tell me Paul George deserves to be on that list? Uh, uh above like Paul Sabonis. George. Paul George has has a big fan base. He's gonna be he's gonna be called on. And Paul George like his numbers aren't necessarily bad this year but yeah it's not like paul george's peak year because of like how the clippers are performing or whatever too but i think that the the kings have been super steady and he's been the best player on their team by far and um i think yeah like he's just been one of the best front court players in the in in the west and i I 100 percent think he should be a starter just off the top of my head at least because like what there's gonna be Jokic and then who else over Sabonis after Jokic in the front court? I need to pull up a list of teams. Hold on, you, mean like a center? you mean you mean like a center? Someone playing not, center? Not even necessarily like... center. No, just a front court player because all star. Well, yeah. I mean, you got Zion. Cat's also very popular. Um, Zion is injured right now. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it back in time. I think Zion. Well, it, it, injuries, I think injuries kind of don't matter. Yeah, but ideal for me. Name as a replacement. Ideally for me, it would be Jokic, Zion, and and uh, Sabonis, which yeah, I think like, would be relatively uncontested. Looking at the Western Conference, <laughs> maybe like Jaron Jackson Jr. That's dude, he's a, he's a he's a candidate for uh, Defense Player of the Year. Oh, sorry. Wait, Kawhi counts as front court. Yeah. Kawhi. No, this is the issue with front. That's why I thought we were just talking about centers because front court is, has this issue where you're, you're talking right. about I'm just looking forwards. at power forwards. Yeah, you're looking. Yeah, you're looking at um your your like power forwards, your centers, and even like hell small forwards. If you're gonna have Kawhi and Paul George, they're small forwards. Yeah, this is where small it gets forward like... is front court. Front front court is small forward, power forward, center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but it's just like it's it's those things like it's kind of t- tough like looking at them like. I still haven't really changed my mind though. Same. I still think those three should be the ones. Because I uh, I think given the Clippers' standings and just like Kawhi's come back and he's been pretty good, but like we haven't gotten that much of a body of work from Kawhi that I think he's deserved it over Zion or, or Sabonis at the moment. You know. Well, Zion is Zion is a number four in the fan voting, and was it fan votes count for half of it, half of the thing, or third, something like that? The Pelicans still being third is super impressive. With with Bi being injured for like a while, Bi and Zion are out, or yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I, I think Zion is back. I don't know. Oh, but is he back? He he got hurt recently. Let me look at the past few Pelicans games. Because I have not, like, I have not seen a Pelicans game at all. No, he's not back. Yeah. They're doing it without them. Yeah. CJ McCollum. When did, when did, uh, well, I mean, when did Ingram go remember down they made, 
they made the playoffs last year without without Zion and basically it was just CJ McCollum. Yeah, that's true. But like to be the three seed is also like ridiculous, especially with how in the West the league has been. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's gonna be. That's gonna be crazy. Okay, they lost the last two in a row though. They beat the Pistons, yeah. but it's the Pistons. Yeah, they're keeping afloat, which I don't know what the timetable is for those injuries, but if they can, if they can manage to literally just stay like above five hundred, if they can, like through I mean, the stretch, then they're Zion's injury is about uh of three weeks, like mm-hmm. three weeks, and he's been out for two weeks. So like, he's he's due back any time now. Okay. Yeah. No, they'll be solid. For sure. Um. Yeah, but like, do you have a pick? Like <laughs> an all star. Oh no, you you pick you pick Anthony Edwards. Might be. So Anthony Edwards for the um for the all star game. Well, I I'm mean, not saying like he has to make it, but like a little bit more love than like. Then, <laughs> what is it? He's losing now, so that's why like uh, he's not getting it. Like more love than like, is it Russell Westbrook is six, Dame is seven. Uh, eight Devin Booker, nine Austin Reeves, ten uh, De'Aaron Fox. Like mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox has been playing really well, and I think he's getting some recognition. Austin Reeves, this is just a meme pick. Wait, no. Here's my this questions. Is- here's my questions. Here's my questions now. All right. Do you take him or De'Aaron Fox as an All Star this year? Aaron, uh, like uh, Ant versus De'Aaron. Yes. I think I have to give it to Fox because, like, just the fact that the team is actually getting better. No, absolutely. It's De'Aaron Fox. Like, he he deserves that. But I'm just saying, like, to not make it in top 10 guards, Clay Thompson is up there, which I love Clay Thompson's play recently, but for the first half of, of this season, people were talking about his career is over. Now I mean, he's fifth overall in voting. The Warriors have like five players. That's just how it's gonna work with them, you know. Like that's kind of how it goes. But like, as far as the other people, would you take Anthony Edwards over Russell Westbrook for the All Star game? Yes. Would you take Anthony Edwards over Damian Lillard for the All Star game? Name's been out for was out for like six weeks at one point, right? Was it that long? I don't know. I, I would still take Dame. I, I it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess this is where like a legacy of being a popular player comes in. Like that's that's why Dame's up there. No, I just Dame, think that Dame I has would, had more significant impact on his team than like he's been better than than Ant has. Also, their team is win- uh, winning more. Yeah, but I think also just but, Dame has been better. What about Devin Booker? Devin Booker is is more of like an injury case why he's not there but I do think that Devin Booker talent wise is all-star level and he was yeah, playing a at a crazy level. level no but he was playing at a ridiculous level like like he was one of the highest scorers in the in the league at the at that time he went down and like all that and like I I just think that Devin Booker was in such a good place for it that just because he got injured I don't want to just directly discredit it you know well, yeah, I'm not saying we're discrediting it, but it was like it's also like he's not playing like Ant has been playing, and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Phoenix, and it hasn't like affected the, the team. 
<laughs> like it has not helped the team in any way that Ed has been playing. Well, because because uh, they have it's we did the, the, the stupid trade for uh, Rudy Gobert is just like it's it's costing him. Like we saw, I think we're seeing both sides of of, of a big trade like that for a superstar, and they both involve the Jazz. One of them is like, oh, we traded we traded a ton of picks and and capital for a mm-hmm. great play uh, for a team for a player who's fitting really well on our team, and we're exceeding expectations with him in the Cavs. And then you yes. see the maybe let's not trade away all our future because Larry and get a player we're not sure. Star. Yeah, but it's like but it's like also let's see like. Uh, with with Rudy Gobert, it's like okay, let's trade away our future. We're, in a way, we're not sure how they're gonna fit. Like, it's it, it, you're seeing that with uh, with Minnesota. It's like it's a hard case. It's like, do you make these trades or not? But like, Minnesota is just like they fuck themselves over. Yes. Sorry. Uh, do we do swearing? I don't remember if we do swearing in this podcast. I I I have cursed a lot on this podcast. If we didn't do if we didn't do it, then. I would need to take down every episode. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Very good chance that it's every episode. But yeah, as it closes out, like we're kind of getting into the point where I think it's getting more clear that who's going to make the all-star game and who's not. I don't think it's good. There's going to be like as long of a list as like the past few years we've had as far as like, Oh, this person got snubbed and you feel like they're supposed to have made it in or whatever, you know? Like, I just think we're not really seeing that as much. At least me personally, I don't have too many people that I, I'm feeling well, like. The issue is there's so many players deserving of it. Like, there are time, there have been years where, like, how did this guy make the all-star team but not this guy? Yeah. Here, I'm just like, there's so much talent. <laughs> I, like, because if you want to talk about, like, we're talking about, like, winning impact or whatever. Uh. Shea is a half a game behind Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like I, he does. He deserves it for the performance he's putting on. Like no, like yeah. But Shea's averaging like following. thirty-five and five. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's but it's like if you're looking at guards, what you get? You get three guards, right? Yes. The top three right now are Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, John Morant, and Shea. Or like he's number four. Mm-hmm. If you gave what me ten chances to, to choose Shea or Ant for a team this year, I'm picking Shea all ten times. There's no question <laughs> like in my mind about that. It's it's really hard to be able to be like, hey, maybe like maybe above those four because it's like the seasons they've been playing, and I'm happy that like most fans recognize that. If you're looking at the voting totals, it's like yeah, Steph Curry is like almost four million, Luca three and a half, Jaws uh, fourteen million, uh, like. 1 million, 1.4 million, and stays also about 1.3 million. And then there's a huge drop off to play at 800,000. Like, mm-hmm. people recognize the talent that Shea Gilgis Alexander has. And even though his team is not, is a play, is a play in team, but it's like they recognize the amount of effort he's putting in, which also makes the Clippers trade look really bad. Yes. But I also, yeah, yeah, no facts. <laughs> but I also, um, <laughs> as I'm, as I like think about, um, like a comparison between Ant and and Shea. I just think that there's so much more that Shea's displayed this season. And then Shea, like, naturally, like, 
he's playing at the one like he's more of like a combo guard so like it's nearly like you can call it like literally directly at the same position like if you're counting them as shooting guards who who who's the better shooting guard it would be it would be Shea because Shea's like the third best shooting guard in the league right now mm-hmm. on this season at least yeah like like I said I don't think he should be a starter I just like I wish there was more recognition that's all I guess that's fair. Okay, next up we have the game in Paris is tomorrow. Yes, it will be Thursday. the Pistons versus the Bulls. It's it's Honestly, not the first international NBA game, is it? Um, uh, no. It's so there was one in Mexico City earlier this year, and I feel like they've yeah. done a Mexico City game like every year, like at least recently. Um. Yeah, but is it like the I, first overseas the, game? Because I know they've done like, like the Rockets well, have played Mexico, like teams in China and stuff. But like, oh well, this is the first. I think this is the first game in Paris. I yeah. don't remember if they did like a London game a couple years ago, but like, I feel like they did a London game. Like a cross. But it's like you see that with game. Like you see that with the NFL, like just playing games in London or randomly or Germany, too. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I love it. Like it's not it's not so much for the American fans because like uh, time zones are pain in the ass, but like I think it it solidifies the NBA as a global like a global brand a global sport, and mm-hmm. how do you get the best talent in the world is like you inspire that talent all over the world, um, and it, like we want to take Paris is a I I don't I don't think it was on purpose but like Paris right now what's in France right now, the next up-and-coming, like, uh, oh, really high draft pick, like, future uh, draft pick, uh, Victor Wenbayama, he plays in France. Like, That's I true. think it's just to represent how global the game has been. Hell, if, um, if we look at, like, some of our top MVP candidates, Jokic, Eastern Europe, uh, Joel Embiid, um, Africa, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Africa slash Greece, like, you're seeing all Luka Doncic, um, Europe. Like you're seeing all these players, all these like international players, and just like Pascal that's Stockham. what the game, huh? Pascal Siakam, <laughs> yeah, Siakam included. <laughs> so you're seeing as you're seeing all these players from all over the world, and I think they're growing the stature of the NBA, and that's how we get better talent. That's how we get more diverse talent. That's what makes soccer so great. Is because like the world is invested in soccer. Um, that's what made the World Cup so great. Everyone was invested in, in, in it. Football, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, shout out my team because I'm pretty sure we have the most international players in the league on the, our roster. Well, you're uh, the only international team. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter, does it? Because we we haven't been in the past. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think. Beyond just the idea of uh, inspiring youth and like bringing out more talent to harvest for the NBA, I think that um, you know, when like it, within the U.S., I I know that the NBA knows that like we're far removed from them ever being able to compete with like American football, the NFL, yeah, yeah, the NFL, or um, even to an extent, like baseball has a very diehard following in the U.S., like. I didn't realize how big baseball was, I guess, just because it wasn't as common like um 
around where I was growing up to be like super into baseball or whatever. But like, it's not true. But like, that's not true. But like, I always found more basketball fans than baseball fans. I should say. Well, what is and, like baseball is the it's like the, the class American Americana sport. It's like the as American as apple pie. It's like baseball. It's the, it's the oldest league by far. Um, well, there's also like Latin America is like super heavy into baseball too. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. Asia too. Japan yeah. is like Otani is like the the number one baseball player right now or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. But baseball is like ingrained in American this. culture just as heavily as football is, whereas basketball isn't as much because yeah. it's just more new. No, but it's like even as an experience, um, I'd rather go to a like. I would go to more base baseball game. I've gone to as as many baseball games as basketball games. But if like you told me if like I had to pick a sport to go to, watch more often, I would go to baseball games more often. Not because I care about the sport, but it's just tickets are cheaper. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not always late at night. <laughs> like there's a different ambiance to it. Yeah, because I think that's what the the fun of arenas is that like you're surrounded by other fans, other people, and you're in that environment. And mm-hmm. I think baseball offers that to a level that, like, no other sport does. Because basketball is... Go to a basketball game, and, like, you have all the fun and excitement, but your ball will be feeling it. Let's not even talk about the NFL. Like, Yeah. No, for like, sure. Was, was 300 bucks for a ticket? That's... Like, yeah, that's disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like, uh, but yeah, like basically, yeah, like all the, the yeah, like baseball and football have like this chokehold over America right now, and I think that the NBA, like Adam Silver, very quickly realized that um, there's such a strong international presence, and like it's been a thing that like you know, like uh, the international presence of basketball, but like it's be it's it's grown like exponentially the past few years, pretty much. So um you there's money to be made like there's audience too like beyond just like finding the talent and stuff like getting a global audience become basketball basically becoming like arguably the second most popular sport in the world easily and I mean, um that's the goal. Yeah, exactly. Technically, so like growing to the cricket. Yeah, but like I think widespread. I think cricket is more like isolated to specific countries where like basketball is like everywhere. I could be completely wrong, actually. Don't fact check me or fact check me <laughs> and tell me I'm wrong. But, but fuck uh, it. I think <laughs> cricket and like rugby are like number two and number three most popular sports in the world. Mm. But, but like, like, I mean, sorry, basketball is on like the climb is what I mean. Like, like internationally is like yeah. fighting for that spot. Whereas um, it's not going to like within the US it's it just like build, developing a global audience is more valuable anyway you're tapping into like a larger market because it's the whole fucking world and uh like when you look at like just like world cup like and um just like football versus america okay soccer versus football just for the sake of clarity soccer versus football um like just the the revenue like potential and everything that like the NBA is like salivating over the thought of drawing in those international audiences for viewership and for to for talent recruitment but definitely like i, I think the viewership and the the merch internationally is definitely a and huge also like draw. uh like we were talking about like 
basketball is not as big as football or uh, baseball, but basketball drives like modern culture. Like it's been at the forefront of like expression of like, like uh, exporting export culture like we could talk about like the influence of like ba- uh, basketball like uh showtime lakers basketball uh, or uh showtime lakers versus celtics larry bird but like I, I michael jordan is the most recognizable athlete in the world mm-hmm. even i would say beyond pele be, beyond uh messi no. maradona ronaldo michael jordan i don't think michael jordan is more recognizable than messi internationally i think i think the time has passed enough that messi is now more internationally recognizable than michael Jordan. messi is not even the most recognizable soccer player i think more people know cr7 than they know messi but like again i digress it's it's not like <laughs> it's it, the point i'm saying is like basketball drives culture in a way that like we rarely see in other sports just like as a as individuals like kobe was a big yes. deal in europe he was a big deal in china he's yep. he's still a big deal like rest in peace like that amount of influence lebron also is like a popular mainstay figure like mm-hmm. you see steph curry in china like like a hundred million people will like scream out like <laughs> No, exactly. And then beyond that, you also just have like cultural implications as far as like Allen Iverson and stuff like literally the NBA pushes culture forward. Like it's yeah. like like with the off court stuff, the dress code and like the, the braids, like there's 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 big pushes go uh, go as far back as like Kareem. And there's like activism and social work like the NBA has really been like yeah, at with, the uh, forefront of progression Bill for a Russell. long time. Yeah. Bill yes. Russell. Bill Russell. I mean, yes. The... Bill Russell, Kareem, like like all the all those like there's the NBA's been definitely super cr- progressive and i think basketball as a sport kind of has that same ambiance to it and that like it's one of the newer ones it's up and coming it's in like it's an accepting sport even though you get heavy advantages to be tall as fuck <laughs> <laughs> but it's i mean every sport there's certain advantages uh but like i think basketball it's also the more success, the most successful sports are sports with a relatively low barrier to entry. Yes. And for basketball, all you really, need, what you mostly need is just a net. A and net, that a ball, can be like, that's it. <laughs> that could be a laundry basket. It could be whatever. And it's just like, that's, that's what makes soccer so, so easy. We can always, you can play soccer almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't recommend a parking lot because you'll get hurt, but, like, hell, you could play in a park, parking lot on concrete. People do it all the time, every single day. Yeah. So it's just, like, and I think that accessibility is something that you'll never see in football. Um, baseball is kind of hard to do, especially, like, if you're in an urban environment, like, uh, mm-hmm. like where I'm at. I'm, like... Uh, yeah, baseball, baseball. You need, you need, you need a lot of setup and preparation for baseball. Uh, you could flag football, sure, but actual contact sport, football, or even rugby. Like people who play rugby, power to you. You are braver than I am. I want to try it, low key. 
Like I'm curious just to see just to see what it's like. But like I don't think I could be a consistent rugby player at all. By the way, we never addressed this. This is a home game for the Pistons, by the way. As it counts on the yeah. on the record, home game for the Pistons, away <laughs> game for the Bulls. Thank God it's the Pistons because like I would be pissed to have lost a home game. Well, you did you I think the NBA has to do you guys favors cuz for like the whole season you didn't have a home. <laughs> yes. Yes, we never got our we never got our 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 reparations for that, by the way. Don't and don't call Scotty Barnes one of those because we had we had lottery odds for that. That wasn't that wasn't rigged. You, 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 you is Tampa been. really that bad? Did Adam Silver hand us Scotty Barnes because of Tampa? <laughs> Could have. Could have. Do you think if he gave us number one, uh, the Raptors would be weird like that, and they give us the number one pick, and they end up taking Scotty Barnes over Cade Cunningham? I would one hundred percent. I could one hundred percent see my team doing some shit like that. No, they would probably would have. Uh, they would have done like what the Celtics did: is just trade up. Like no, we... ooh, Mobley is probably who we take actually. Defensive minded, yeah, no one like probably. Yeah, trade a pick. It's like if you know if yeah, if you know you're gonna get what you want, get another first round pick and get like the player you wanted. That is fair. That is fair. I don't know if they'd take Cade, but like Cade also kind of fits the mold of what the Raptors want to do. But doesn't uh, matter now. I'm happy with Scotty. He's been great by the way recently. Shout out Scotty Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, also like talking about like uh players Quinn Snyder, the former uh, was it jazz? Jazz, coach? yeah, yeah. He's he's overseeing uh the uh, NBA uh, uh drills and like um uh circuits for like African players in Paris. So like mm-hmm. you're you're seeing you're seeing them build that pipeline to bring more talent into the NBA. So like I'm excited, and also remember how I said I wanted expansion teams. You know, yes, you need you need you need a place you need a place to put all these players. In and in France, do you think do you think Paris would be the first no, expansion no, no. team? No, like Seattle and like Vegas. Okay, yes, no, for sure. Because I think Vegas, I, I think the I think the success the NFL and the NHL have had with Vegas means they're they're probably first in line to get an expansion team. Mm-hmm. I like the parody like over, of um... over Seattle. I like the parody of the season right now. I'd be very happy with uh with like I said this on I think the last episode, but I'd be very happy with like another year or two of where we're at and then do an expansion. But I do think as a podcast we're very pro expansion here for the um for the NBA. And I don't I don't think anyone's really anti expansion at this point, honestly, because like it's it's been a long time. The last one was in ninety five. And um I mean we're yeah, if they did it in twenty five, I think that would team. be your favorite team is an expansion. Team. My favorite team the is the one. most recent expansion. The only one that also no, that, like, it's uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte was like oh three. Oh yes. Wait, what? What team did they add with Charlotte? The Pelicans. Oh, well, Charlotte was the Pelicans, and then the yeah, Kansas. that history confuses the uh, fuck yeah. out of me because they changed names with like Bobcats and then Pelicans and then and then Hornets and then and then now there's the Pelicans again. <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused with that shit. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's the most, uh, uh, like, I'm pretty sure that's the newest franchise. 
So yeah, either thing? way, it's just like yeah. either way, it's like the uh... yeah, you're right. The Pelicans in O two. How do they bring just one team in? I don't understand. Did we have an odd number of teams? I guess. Or maybe one team folded. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. That's well. That's I mean, people know confusing. it's just like we were. We we just weren't born. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I guess they had an odd number, odd number of teams. I'm so confused now. The most recent expansion took place in 04 when the NBA admitted the Charlotte Bobcats, now the Hornets, to the league. Prior to that, the Raptors and Grizzlies in 95. Yeah, the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yes. Because they expanded into two Canadian teams and then Vancouver failed miserably. Uh, yeah. If it weren't for Vince Carter, uh, Toronto probably would have failed too, honestly. <laughs> but it's like, look at like... Uh... I remember Miami used to play in the Western Conference for like a season. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm We're like, like as far east as you can get almost not not actually, but like like on the like the south part of the US. Like we're about as far as you, you can go east. Well, yeah, it's it had to do with uh, I think it just it just took like a year to organize or something like that. I don't know why. That makes sense. I now need to get to the bottom of this, but I'll do it after the episode. But I need to get to the bottom of this this fucking Hornets thing because that's so confusing. You were talking about expanding to like Africa and stuff. I know Masai Ujiri's got his hands all over that <laughs> with his work with like Giants of Africa and stuff. Like he's definitely and like um. He's definitely been working huge as far as like expanding the NBA into Africa and stuff and like doing a lot as far as being at the forefront of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was like uh, you you want you want to see more of that. Not for sure. Uh um Kyle Korver and and other news has been promoted to <laughs> assistant GM. This was um this this news is like almost a week old, right? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Honestly, I'm happy to see former players get some management like a uh, like uh upper office like roles. And also I think it, the fact that Kyle Korver is a player that I'm like, oh, not only do I recognize him, dude was such a big name for so long, like one of the best like uh spot three point shooters in NBA history. And it's with the Hawks. It's with the Hawks. Yeah, That's it, that, it, the it, team he was an all star for. Exactly. It it's it's very fitting and um I don't know. The Hawks have been, the Hawks have been struggling. They've had it rough yeah. recently. No, because it's uh, but you want you love to see that because like it's true. There are former players who are uh, who are execs all the time. Like you got your Isaiah Thomas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can say what you want about uh, his time with the Knicks. Um, you have um, uh, Larry Bird, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, Bill Russell. At some point, was a coach. Um, even more recently, Steve Nash as a coach. Uh, mm -hmm. Who's the Suns executive again? The Suns executive, like the president of basketball operations. Like he was, he played with LeBron. Oh my gosh! Oh my uh, gosh! Like Who in the it? in the Heat, Miami Heat. 
Jones GM. James Jones? Yeah, James Jones. He used to be on yes. the Miami Heat for the yes. uh, when LeBron was there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so it's like, you always love to see, like, you, you love to see that. When they're good. And what? Not when, like, Sacramento did it. <laughs> that was disgusting. Like, oh don't do God. it just because they're a good name in, in your franchise history. Like, you get recruit talented people that were good names in your yeah, franchise not, a, not everyone who's a good team, not everyone who's a good player or a player period is a good executive <clears throat> i'd argue i'd argue almost all of them wouldn't be jordan is an executive he's an owner he's not the gm he he, he was the gm of the, of the washington wizards yeah you're right and when the wizards were struggling who did he decide that would fix all their problems Kwame brown and a dude who hasn't played it for years himself yeah okay yeah okay yeah mike yeah gm i forgot about that stint actually i forgot to i, I thought we were no. talking about currently i actually saw this one thing where uh people were talking about like retirements etc and everyone was like yeah jordan had the best retirement he's just won the finals and he left i'm just like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> no exactly like people love to i think that was a joke though that's the whole point like like everybody kind of knows, like that it's we just pretend that Mike didn't continue after the Bulls. That shit's but, funny. Uh, yeah. So like, love to see it. Uh, Dwayne Wade is a is a is a minority owner in in the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron's talked about owning a team in Vegas. He has. Would they let him be like a player owner? Daddy, actually, the GM could though. Actually, the GM. I think LeBron would be an awful GM. <laughs> yes, because he has been an awful GM historically. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a great one-season GM. Yeah, he's great at sure. building a, a instant win team. The sure. issue is great. That team is sure. only really good for one season. I would not say he was. Le- Le- LeBron pulled the trigger on the Westbrook thing. I said he's good for one season. He pulled the trigger for uh for AD that got all those like a veteran signings like Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, etc. Like I said, good for one season. Did Maybe he two. Get all of this, I guess. Because like I uh, hell Cleveland, he he got the he got, he got a, a championship in Cleveland. Name? Tristan yeah, Thompson. Fair. He 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 pushed for a trade for the extra pieces that got him to the finals that year because there's no way in hell that 2018 team should have made it to the finals. Okay, um, yeah, no, I'll I'll give you that. He's a, he's a good one year, and then he fucks up a franchise after that. And he's also like he he gets first year head coaches into the NBA finals. He does do that. He does do that. You know who else does that? Who? Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Once. Yeah. LeBron only did it twice. That's not even a high number. No, he did it more than twice. Uh yeah. he 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 uh did it with Spolstra. Was it Spol's first did... year coaching though? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Yeah, he did it with uh what was his name? Was it David Blatt? Uh, First year coaching in the NBA. 
first year like, coach yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, that was David Blatt. Yeah, the, I think that was his name. Uh, you got um. Okay, maybe I'm an idiot. This is what happens when you get into the NBA in like 2018. <laughs> yeah, you can, uh, and then current, and then you start a podcast and act like of, you know you know about basketball. Um, his name is dropping, but the current coach of the Clippers. Uh, I had his name like five seconds ago. Oh, did, like, current coach Ty Lue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ty Lue. Um, technically not a first year head coach, but like that Lakers team that went to the finals, that was uh, that was not first year, but like still. Frank Vogel. Yeah, Vogel was a coach before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was his but first I, year with the Lakers. You're right. Yeah. But, like, first year head coach, he's done that three times, which I, I'd say is That impressive. is impressive as fuck, actually, yeah. I'm not going to lie. While we're on the topic of LeBron and his greatness, <laughs> can we can we address the fact that that was a great transition? Can we address the fact that they're mid-game right now, right? Okay, so we're not going to throw any predictions, but, like, before this game started... LeBron was 316 points away from breaking the all-time scoring title. And based on his average scoring on the on the season, that would put him at about 11.6 games away. So we're about 10 games away from witnessing one of the actually that's it's it's ridiculous to think that like we we're going to actually watch like the number 1 scorer be overtaken. I remember uh, it was a, um, I, I think this was five years ago. Uh, so this is, uh, I wasn't talking to Jordan. This was, uh, this, uh, this was back in like high school. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Was it was in high school? Ago. No, Damn it was it. like six years ago. <laughs> Jordan, stop making me you. feel old. Stop making you feel old. <laughs> we're old. Not really. We're, <laughs> Not we're really, 23. Like... And you were a grade ahead um... of me. <laughs> For no reason, because so, yeah. you were only born a month ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to, so it's like, I had discussions with my friends, and we were talking about the scoring time. Mm-hmm. And we were like, there's no way LeBron can play that well for this long and expect him to break it. A couple years after that, I think maybe, um, let's just say 20, 20 uh, let's just say 20, 2018, 2020. I think this is uh who, who there's I think it's maybe it's Jimmy Hyrule or someone else on 2K who who did the who <laughs> did the math on like uh, uh like on YouTube who did the math but like how what LeBron would need to do to like break the record and yeah. it had something to be like oh man like seeing how the average player declines he he'd have to be like 42 45 or something like that for sure yeah no I was no one like no one could realistically exp- no one would have thought that was it year 20 when you got players coming up to lebron's like hey you played with my dad or you played that's, against my dad that was a like, crazy clip actually to see that like that's that's madness jabari uh jabari smith jr yeah yeah it's like to hear that and like and for him to be playing at such a high level 27 like, points per game i think yeah he's he's averaging like uh he's up there and last year averaged over 30 or like like right around 30 like like 29 28 something like that like bro lebron has has like his upped his scoring which is crazy of course he's not to say he's a better scorer he's 
LeBron no, no, has he's... seen significant decline since since um since like his physical peak. Like twenty eighteen. He's from twenty eighteen to now, like there's a decline. But like Absolutely. But it doesn't fucking matter because LeBron is still upper echelon of the league. Like it's 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 ridiculous. He's still a, he's still a top ten. He's, still... he's a top ten player at like after playing twenty years. And yeah. to see the performance and the fact that the scoring record we we all expect him to break it in the next not even month. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw the estimation was like what, February like uh fourteen, fifteen? That's ten in, in roughly ten games after tonight, most likely. Yeah, so people. So, assuming he plays the next couple games and he keeps his same same scoring space, uh, pace of twenty seven point two points per game, that's his career scoring average. Not not this season. He scored nine in the first quarter. He scored how many? Nine. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So he's off to a great start. February (laughs) thirteenth. February 13th is when, according to his averages, that's when everyone expects him to be. Either way, we're talking about by the end of February, um, he's expected to break it. I just can't. He's going to break it. Uh, He's going to break it the, the day before Valentine's Day because he loved the game. <laughs> that's awful. I keep seeing uh, clips of him practicing the skyhook. No, he should. Do, the very last shot would be crazy. That would be insane if he did on the last shot did a sky hook. I I lose my mind actually. That'd be that'd be ridiculous. And, well, we're talking about records, like um, every like for NBA records, there's always these the season records and the single game records where it's uh, it's you put whoever play whatever player is doing an insane output. And then you put them next to uh, next to Wilt. Mm-hmm. But for the but like we all knew these single games and single season records were impossible. But for a career, the points record was seen as the one that's unbreakable. Jordan Jordan uh, didn't get close. Karl Malone, the Iron Man himself, wasn't close. Kobe fuck Bryant. Uh, yeah, fuck Karl Malone. Of Kobe Bryant, for all his yeah. powers, for all his effort, this is not close. Shaq's like pure level of dominance. They there have been there there have been many many extremely gifted scorers in this league. Like you can even talk about the people who had their careers cut short, like Tracy McGrady, blah blah. blah. Uh, Kevin Durant hasn't hasn't come Kev, close to that. Kev, Kevin Dur- but, Kevin Durant's not going to come close. Exactly. Kevin like, not, not, play he's not even going to be in the same stratosphere. Like it's it's not <laughs> even close. Yeah, Kevin Durant will have to play another ten years for him to get there. With within less than a month, perhaps, if, if everything goes on pace and like works out, we will yeah. have witnessed LeBron will be the man to have scored the most points in NBA history by a long shot. Not not by sorry, not by a long shot. By a long shot, when you if you count like the overall like postseason and and regular season, yeah, I mean he he broke he broke that like he broke that he broke that last year, or like last year or the year before exactly. So like total points, 
points in regular season. I think points in playoffs. Playoff points. LeBron yeah. LeBron James is like the and then this is the this is the funny thing, right? That people don't like to call LeBron like a scorer because because like he's so well rounded, but like I LeBron James is arguably the greatest scorer in the history of the league. <laughs> Just statistically. I mean in a in a month, we, in a month you he will be the greatest scorer. Yes, by volume. And and a record that has stood the it's it's been there it's been like Decades. damn near forty years. Decades. Like, we're talking. We're talking about somebody who was so good at basketball that the NCAA banned dunking, and then he responded to that by making the only unguardable move in the history of the NBA. And he's about to get passed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's that's history. Insane. That's 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 history right there. Like. The NBA is developing at like a super fast rate, in my opinion, because like no way like LeBron would have like we would have questioned it, too. But like even now, because like we were saying it, we're like stars are kind of aging out now. We're like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, like all these James Harden, like these guys should be slowing down and not being that good at any point. Chris Paul's finally starting to show his signs of age. Everybody else is still playing at like a super, super high level. And Chris Paul's still like serviceable. He's just not like an all star. Well, I mean, super high level. Like you see, you see Carmelo drop off. You see that, but I don't think like I think we need a. a, a I I shared a clip uh, earlier uh, this week with you with you on the on the group chat, right? Uh, about okay. JJ Reddick just talking about his uh, his uh, off season routine. Oh my gosh, I think and, I might have missed that one if that was in the group chat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw that yeah. one. Yeah. So he was just explaining. Uh, the, he's saying that the season is the easy part for him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he has a game, he, he gets a sleep, nap, eat, whatever. The off-season is where they put the, the real work in. It's yeah. like the, going to the gym two to three times, getting the nutrition right, getting the weights correctly. And uh, what is it? He said he had 418 shots, like, or some specific number like that, mm-hmm. he, that he had to hit before everything. And he was explaining it's like uh, three shots from, from every spot in the floor, uh, like 10 free throws. Uh, dribbles like uh, three shots dribbling left, three shots dribbling right, etc. And JJ Redick is a career role player. No, he is one of the best three. He was one of the best. Again, another one of those like Kyle Korver, another yeah. one of those best like shooters of all time. One of the best shooters to ever touch the ball, absolutely. And like, dude has played, I, I want to say like 12, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Great, it, like. Longe- longevity but he didn't have um he just wasn't that great he and he also didn't drive the ball like like <laughs> he, lebron he just, does he, he just wasn't that great like, uh, <laughs> i mean again the scalabrated quote he's like, he's been a super high-end role player. player yeah yes we could just leave like, it at that they're, I mean, they're, he wasn't they're a star, way better so. they're way better than like us pure mortals could uh, aspire to be but i'm just saying like in the hierarchy of the NBA, you never, you were never like JJ Redick is a top twenty player. Mm-hmm. But it's like he's explaining his work ethic. He's explaining how hard he works, what he has to do to be ready, and he's a spot up shooter. Yep. Now imagine like your Steph Curry, who 
They ha- he has he runs the most around the court of any NBA player. That conditioning that he needs to have. Steph Curry's arguably uh, one of the greatest conditioned athletes on the planet. Arguably, yeah. like he could be <laughs> the great. Like the way he runs is ridiculous. Uh, LeBron, is this the amount of work that has to be put in? Mm-hmm. And this is why you you hear a lot of these players. They say it's like the season was fine. It's just I couldn't put myself through another off season. The off season is brutal, and that level of preparation. Like they asked, uh, they asked Luca. Is like, hey, what is your reaction? You, you if anyone's gonna beat the scoring record, it looks like it's gonna be you. And Luca's like, I don't want to play twenty years. that's funny yeah your body starts to wear down after a while he's like i want to be at a quiet like by the time i'm lebron's days i want to be on a quiet farm by myself draymond green talked to today he's like yeah maybe i can do another maybe four like i want to i want to hit year 15 maybe like so i think he's like that's three four years away for him yeah like he wants to hit year 15 Mm mm-hmm like, That's crazy. Even, the, the, even watching Kobe the Warriors was, dynasty retire is going to be crazy. Seeing all these players retire, I'm going to be sad. Um, like, but I, seeing I like a Warriors team right that just doesn't have Steph, Clay, or Dre at some point is going to be... Because like, it's different, you know? Like They drafted all of them. Like they're, They've, up until now, been Warriors lifers. Hopefully will remain that way, honestly. like I want them all to retire there. Like, from a business perspective of basketball like probably not necessarily the best idea but you think you want to you want to see something to that effect yeah yeah you no, want to uh, you want to when... see the three of them have only played together i want i would love that that like they 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 were a trio their entire careers pretty much when the celtics traded away the big three man that was a that was a down part i i stopped watching basketball for a bit <laughs> Celtics big three was also less significant though, like in in the sense. Okay, not well, actually in every sense, but also in the sense that they weren't drafted. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) Paul Pierce was drafted, like he was in the team for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, also for me, it's like I started watching basketball in like around um, '07. So it was like that first championship run with the big. We three. both jumped onto the NBA right before our teams won a championship. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, I moved to the US in 06. So it was just like for me, it's just like it has been such a big part of my life. And they were such an amazing part of like uh, at our high school, uh not high school. We did this ceremony between like uh after fifth grade to go into like a uh, middle school. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were chanting "Beat LA, Beat I think, LA." I think we were talking about as a graduation, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Some people call it advancement ceremony. Some people call it graduation. Oh, that's fair. I don't know. Around the U.S., it's like almost universally graduation, as far as I know. Yeah. Um. So, like, this 2010 Beat LA. Like for me, like that was it, those are core memories for me. Mm-hmm. So when the Celtics traded them away, is like I understood that. I understood why they did that, et cetera. But like that was depressing. <laughs> like as a Celtics fan, I was just like I had to be like, okay, I'm not gonna watch Kelly Olynyk and Jeff Green be our best players. Yeah, but now you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Oh yeah, not absolutely this, the new genius like, play. Genius one play. One of the biggest the in like NBA the history. Nets. The Nets, the Nets attempts to assemble big threes are disgustingly bad yeah like 
It was or no, because it, it wasn't big three. It was just it was just KG and Paul Pierce, right? No, uh, well Ray Allen had left uh like the, the year heat. before for the Heat. That's where yeah. you have the like Allen corner three. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was just it, it just happened, man. I'm not ready for it. There, for the LeBron yeah, the was the first. I I remember being introduced to basketball. It was a uh, it was a it was a distant family. I, I I don't like immigrant families. Like everyone's a cousin, so random cousin. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Dude was a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I'm pretty sure the first game I watched this was LeBron playing. Because before that, I was all about soccer. So I was just like, okay. It's like, I watched this dude LeBron play. I don't remember what team, but like, smoked the absolute living hell out of them. Mm -hmm. And like, I've been hooked since. I don't have any core memories of what my first basketball game was. I I think the first um, significant basketball thing that I can remember was uh, the the 2011 series against the Mavericks. Um... (laughs) That was the one where, like, it really stood out to me that, like, uh, the finals was running and everything. And, like, you know, being from South Florida, like, my my whole family is going crazy for the heat and blah, blah, blah. And, like, we lost. (laughs) Like, like there was all that. Like, yeah. But I think what really brought me into the sport was um, I think I was a a big fan of um, when the Warriors started to go on this run. Being from Miami, you know, like, after LeBron leaves, like, you're kind of anti-LeBron. A, a, a lot of people were so um you're just rooting against him so like i think steph curry and actually paul george did a lot to like bring me into um into the nba yeah, steph curry paul Kyrie, paul george i think those three were like super super like big pull for me at the time yeah like this is why i always love like dwight howard mm-hmm. superman like yeah. dunk contest <laughs> Uh, love for Nate Robinson, his antics, etc. It's like all these players, like they, I I've grown to appreciate. <laughs> no, but like even even like what you said, you started like a Indiana Paul George w- w- was uh, special. You that was the tail end of Derrick Rose in uh in uh Chicago. You had OKC. Yeah, like, OKC Paul George is when I started to like watch basketball to pay attention to basketball. It wasn't even Indiana Paul George. Oh, still so, like OKC Russell Westbrook, like the triple double mania, mm-hmm. uh, the rise of Kawhi Leonard. Like, yes, it was a DVDs, it was a good but... time to jump in for sure. I'm glad I because I think I think I would have gotten into the NBA sooner because I would have gotten into the NBA in high school probably, except for the fact that. I was so fed up with the Warriors Cavs finals that I just didn't pay attention to the NBA. <laughs> and then I heard about the KD trade and I'm like, there's no point in getting to the NBA. And then I was like, I got to college. I was like, I need something new. I'm going to start paying attention to basketball. Never looked back. Best sport <laughs> in the world. Hands down, hands down. But uh, with that, I think we could end that there. If you're good, is there anything else you want to add? Appreciate greatness. Yes, appreciate. Also, it. Yes, uh, the Golden State Warriors were at the White House earlier, and the jokes about Cold Andrew pictures. Wiggins and uh, Jordan Poole looking at, <laughs> at the <at> VP. <laughs> yes, no, that was funny as hell. No, but did you see the picture with Biden with uh, with Biden and Steph? Uh, no, <laughs> hard ass pick. I'll I'll show you after. 
but crazy. But yeah, funny as hell. We'll catch you guys next episode. Follow us at Off the Screen Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and see you next time.